Hello guys, welcome to yet another episode of May the Podcast. I am back. I kind of missed last week. Um, I just had so much going on, so I just had to like take a little break and come back with more amazing content this week. I had the opportunity to feature in a podcast that I've featured in before, Slice of Life. So we had a little Halloween episode. In South Africa, Halloween is not necessarily celebrated much. I think I think we kind of we, we, we recognize it. Let me just put it like that. We recognize it. And people do go out and party here and there. But it's not much of a big deal. <laughs> so I had the opportunity to feature in their podcast for the second time. I'll actually put in the link for the first time that I featured in their podcast. And then you guys can check that out. And they also had the opportunity to feature in my podcast. So I'll also just put the link in the description of the episode so that you guys can also listen to that episode so i really do hope that you guys enjoy this i'm just gonna share the episode that i well the podcast that i had the opportunity to feature in so the episode the halloween episode english is always a problem but yeah (laughs) enjoy On this week of Slice <laughs> of Life, I'm Elizabeth. I think that's correct. I'm Sonata. And today we have another special guest that we've already talked to on her podcast, Nay. Hey, hey. Hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Um, Nay, do you just want to like say oh, like a sentence about what your podcast is about? It's literally about anything and everything. That's <laughs> and you know you can catch it on wherever you, wherever you get your podcast. You can catch it there every Friday. But I think it's like yes. And so Nay is also joining us from South Africa. Uh, she's yeah. also in university, just like us. So we're all nerds. <laughs> uh, but we also all like. I just wanted to add something though. Yes. I mean, like the second i'm in one of the top three universities on the continent on the continent that's right we got a real smarty (laughs) and so on nay's podcast we actually uh collabed with her to talk about um legends and we stuck to legends in our cultures so south africa um, India, Spain, and Mexico, and you know the United States. So now we're kind of broadening it. Um, but I think I'm gonna start off with uh, reading a story that I wrote a few years ago. Or probably like, okay, are y'all ready? Mm-hmm. All right, this is fictional, so don't get scared, guys. It's okay. You can sleep after this. <laughs> but okay. Warning. Dare to dream. Oh, I I could wow. I love the introduction. <laughs> that warning. I committed alright, so I'm John. <laughs> like you didn't read that. Okay. I committed a grave mistake. It cost me a soul. One night, my boredom led me to Google's black hole. Among the pit of searches I had questioned how to control my dreams, a phenomenon 
labeled lucid dreaming had flooded the results, which, in summary, is the ability to manipulate your dream- dreaming state of mind. The articles and other people's experiences had me sold. I followed the people's experiences and instructions thoroughly. Lie down perfectly still on my back with my arms to my sides. A few hours strolled by before I felt it. Opening my eyes, I realized I was a soft, translucent entity levitating above my lump of flesh and bone. Through willpower, I was able to transcend to the skies above my neighborhood. My fingertips mingled with the clouds and the birds whistled in my ears. When my insatiability was met, I decided to float back into my home. However, confusion and oncoming worry staked at my chest. My body was nowhere to be found. A song that only a siren could make had come from behind me, near my bedroom door. There stood my body, clearly occupied by a creature with obsidian black eyes. It grinned a wide and sinister smile. It thanked me for letting it in. I warned you and you didn't listen. So please let me in. It rhymed too. Wow. So did I not send you to like therapy after this? You know, I like literally had to consult our English teacher because before writing that, I wanted to write about like cannibalism. Are these are all big red flags? You could have easily become a serial killer. No, okay, what? listen, because it was just boring. Because the other like the other um, entries were just about you know sad relationship poems. So I added some spice. Was different, exactly spice. It was it brought something to the table that was new. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so now we can get into, we were going to talk about legends, and uh, I believe Nay is also interested in dreaming and sleep paralysis, so we can also talk about A superstition I have. I genuinely, this one's going to sound stupid, knocking on wood, like, I don't know why, like, I feel like if I don't knock on wood, I genuinely feel like it's going to happen. Like, part of me feel like it's not, I just, I have to do it. Like, I'm like, why not? You know, like... Is that dumb? Like, I feel like I it's have not, to. Or it's like, I feel like it's a compulsion you have. I will give you a legend that is actually native to America, and it's from the Navajo tribe and lore. And I think we've all heard of this, or maybe we haven't, but it's skinwalkers. Have y'all heard of the, this? Skinwalkers. But is that a bug? It's not no. a bug. Okay. No. <laughs> it's a wicked sorcerer that can transform into or occupy or disguise themselves as an animal or a human. Fun. Right? And fun, so, so fun, cute and fresh. This is like a like a shapeshifter that's been known in this country for years and it's there have been so many stories about it i think one that kind of like scared me was this uh there was of course you know a group of teens in a camping site and you know they hear their name and they hear crying Mm -hmm. so naturally they want to go yeah so naturally they get curious right because we're all curious they want to go see uh, and then one of their friends stops them and they're like, no, it's a skinwalker. 
And these skinwalkers basically try to lure you in by imitating baby crying, like a baby crying, um, a woman screaming. Uh, they say your name. They even imitate your family members and friends. And another story, other stories. How do you recognize them? How do you like, how do you be like, oh, that's a skinwalker? Well, one of them, um, they had called the, you know, they had their name called by a friend, but the friend had died several years ago. Uh, so you could tell. So you can tell. And it, the skinwalker, you know, can't completely, um, you know, sound like your loved one. So it'll mm-hmm. sound off. And that's like a, a tell. That's a, I feel like when you're in that stage, though, when you're like grieving someone, you want it to be that person so badly. And then you get lured like, in and then. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically an American boogeyman. And okay, yeah. I'll go on to another one. Okay, so this one, I always love to talk about this case because it's so interesting to me. But okay, so this one is um, originates in France and it's Emily Segui. And this was a school teacher. Okay, she had a great reputation. She, her students loved her. But over... Sorry, I heard like people in the background. But just 16 years on the job, Emily had over 19 different teaching positions in different schools around France. What? How? Right? So then she... She turns 32, right? Random, random fact. Mm-hmm. And this is in 1846 where she gets hired in the, at the Pensionat von Neuwelke. And in this mm-hmm. school, it's a private school, so it's very um, prestigious, you know. And here, though, students and students' parents begin to complain about Emily Saggy because they say that a twin was often seen imitating Emily throughout the school day. So if she was writing on the chalkboard, there would be a translucent entity, you know, right next to her also writing. And all the, were the children seeing this, which is what they were telling? The children were seeing this. This account is actually from one of the students. And it's just an account that's been passed down over the years. One time, Emily was outside catering to the garden while the children had some kind of quiet time or quiet work time. And the twin was in the classroom in the chair. So it was in the classroom in the chair. And then, you know, all the complaints came in and they were like, Emily, what do you have to say about this? Who's this twin of yours? She apparently had no recollection of ever seeing or having this twin around her but she did say that whenever students would see this happening that she would feel lethargic or fatigued so it felt like that other that other twin was taking energy out of her right so some theories are that it could have been a succubus uh or you know a doppelganger and so that's where the legend of the doppelganger was it like a faint version of their of her, of her like was the twin a faint version of her? Was it clearly like this is another person? 
it was quite faint. And so actually when they had seen Emily in the garden and then her twin in the classroom, some of them grouped up and went to go touch it. And they said that it felt empty, like cobwebs or something. But there was energy there. Interesting. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm taking it all in. <laughs> it is a lot. And yeah. yeah, so that was in France. We have France, you know, uh, America. And then we can go into um, another favorite mystical creature, mythical creature of mine, which is mermaids. And so <laughs> in this legend, there's the marrow, which is uh, originally from Ireland. And this one is it's kind of funny to me because basically there's this mermaid that's able to control the seas and water kingdoms could also control land kingdoms but she could only do this wearing her little red beret or hat so and she wasn't uh, malicious like we i know we see a lot of these uh, mermaid tales or siren legends where the creatures are always so malicious and they lure you by their singing to death but no, this one is a queen at her finest. Interesting. Um, I wanted to say something with regards to the mermaid ones. Um, we also have quite a lot of like you know stories about mermaids here in SA, especially by the dams. Apparently, um, what do they call them in South Africa? Watermacy. Whoa. <laughs> Basically, watermacy. It's an Afrikaans. Um, <laughs> It's an Afrikaans thing. When you um, translate it, it's a water lady. It's a water girl, basically. Water girl. So, water macy, that's what they call it. And, or mermaid. And at certain dams, apparently, at certain times, if, like, you just look at the dam, it, you know, comes out. And, you know, apparently, if you look at it, it takes you and... <laughs> into the water apparently these are stories that we hear so we do have stories like that but i'm not gonna like go into detail because i also don't know like which dams or we but there's the certain dams apparently and they call it the water water maze <laughs> wow well that is crazy because i've also heard in many islands there are tales or legends about these mermaids um and i've heard a lot of encounters with them where uh they basically drag can drag you can drag humans yeah. into the water and make them their slaves yeah, yeah. it's very similar to the ones yeah yeah that's what we hear it's and kinda... they say specific times during the day specific times oh wow and they even say that um it's kind of like the fae or the fairy um realm or legend realm where they'll ask for something but you can't bring them the exact thing or you get enslaved by them. So you have to bring the exact opposite or they'll enslave you or kill you. Okay, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we call them Vater Macy's and direct, loosely translated, it's a water girl. <laughs> mm. Loosely translated, water girl. Okay, so the one, I wouldn't even say it's a legend, but it's like myths about like the Table Mountain and um, how there was a pirate, um, the, what, what's his name? 
Jan or Jan van Hans, who was a Dutch pirate in the early 18th century, he retired from his eventful life to at sea to live on the slopes of the Devil's Peak by the Table Mountain, right? Um, oh, this information is found on roadtravel.co.za. And to, <laughs> to escape from his wife's shop time, he'd often walk up the mountain where he settled to smoke his pipe, right? And then um, on, a, on a mysterious on one day, a mysterious stranger had approached and asked him to retire, asked the pirate to borrow some tobacco. After a bit of bragging, after a bit of a like bragging a smoking contest, the winner's price was a ship full of gold, apparently. And after several days, Fun Hanks finally defeated the stranger, who unfortunately turned out to be the devil. Suddenly, thunder rolled, the clouds closed in Fanans, and Fanans disappeared, leaving behind only a scorched patch of ground. Legend has it that the cloud of tobacco smoke they left became the tablecloth, the famous white cloud that falls over the table mountain when the southeaster blows in summer. When that happens, it is said. It is said that finance and the devil are at it again. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the clouds that we see, the tablecloth on the table mountain, K-Town, it's literally the tobacco when everything and them fighting and arguing. So that's one of them in Cape Town. And this is also, there's a lot in Cape Town, hey? Like, I don't know why Cape Town... <laughs> Apparently, there's one where the lady in grey at at the Cape Town castle. The lady in grey is one of the most often seen ghosts in the castle. She's often seen with her hands covering her face as though she's weeping. Sightings of her have also been made by the government house. And people say there was one person linking the castle to the government house. They said that there was a skeleton. Yeah, you know, something along those lines. Um, so that's there at Cape Town. The rest don't make sense, though. There's not really much to tell, actually. You know, all these ghost stories and stuff. I don't know, man. Like, I think we touched on, like, the Topo Loshi one in that episode that we had together. And, I mean, a lot of these things... I don't know, man. <laughs> it just freaked me out. <laughs> Understandably. And the woman one that you just mentioned, that reminds me of La Llorona mm -hmm. in Latin American. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're very, like, similar. And, you know, a lot of them, when yeah. you read, like, but then this sounds like another one in a different area in the country. So what's the point? Like... <laughs> So that it's was like really, it's even scarier now during spooky season. <laughs> you know that in SA we don't necessarily celebrate Halloween. I don't think we, we don't take it seriously. But then there's that like those group of people that take it seriously. You know, some people will go out and dress mm -hmm. up, but for the most part, we don't even do that stuff. <laughs> it's scary. 
at least in college, it's taken seriously for the fact that you can go to parties. But other than that... Yeah, Sanjana would know. I I don't think there's a a real, like, thing behind it, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like it also depends because... Uh, there's a lot of superstition within certain cultures, and so I know in in mine, uh, mm-hmm. being like Hispanic, that my parents have always been kind of afraid for the Halloween because they, you know, we believe mm-hmm. in you know what can happen. Like the there's a there's a lot of whip, witch. Wow, I can't speak. There's a lot of witchcraft <laughs> that happens around this time, and there's horrible yeah. things that happen to like animals, you know, for sacrifices and stuff. But I think that for the for the movies you know for the little spooky movies and cartoons those are really cute to watch and so it's fun to celebrate in that light yeah that's true some of the disney movies actually did scare me especially the zach and cody one oh. that one was terrifying for me the halloween episode and there was one for there was one for jesse in which there's some girl named connie and i swear i would have nightmares because of it <laughs> You know, I used to watch, I used to watch these shows, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> you don't? They were so iconic. They're my, they're a core part of my childhood. Yeah. But what were you saying before? Oh, I was saying that I, I don't think there's much I can add with regards to like the legends and stuff, but I can add a lot when it comes to like the dreams and what the universe shows and everything. So. I'll add and get to that part. <laughs> oh, yes, let's get into that because I know Sanjana and I recorded like a 40-minute um, episode like a few weeks ago, and it's been yeah. so tricky to edit because it's just me rambling about how like <laughs> how many weird experiences I've had. But oh, I love it. But also, quick side note, if you guys wanted to know why how the knocking on wood superstition came, I just found it. It's from history.com, and it basically said there's this culture called the Celts, and they thought that if you knocked on the trees, you could, they thought that spirits and God lived on trees. Mm. So by knocking on the trees, it could, like, be like, hey, spirits, come help me. So, like... That's cool. It's like that. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing where it came from yeah so you're always having your like divine call (laughs) 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 all right then let's get into sleep basically sleep is so underestimated and underrated okay sleep is not for the weak all right it's for the strong actually (laughs) and we go through several stages of sleep there's four and the fifth one would be rapid eye movement and in this REM uh, stage of sleep that's where our our like uh, vivid dreams occur and as we're going through the process of sleep a full cycle is 90 minutes okay so it's like an hour and a half so that's why if you ever take naps and you only take a 30 minute nap you might wake up tired still because you didn't go through the full cycle um you need to hit REM sleep every time but um there's also the fact that during sleep, uh, we you know we don't act out our dreams unless you sleepwalk, which something there is like there's a disturbance within your sleeping cycle, but um, 
we don't act out our dreams and that's because our heart rate slows down, our muscle like movement is kind of turned off for the night or whenever you fall asleep. And it's during this that you can get sleep paralysis. And sleep paralysis mm-hmm. is a parasomnia, which is basically a sleep disturbance in which it bugs you in your REM state and you kind of wake up before your muscles have time to react and wake up. So then you're stuck mm-hmm. there. There's, you know, you're paralyzed. There's no movement. I highly suggest that you never open your eyes when you have an episode because you can have uh, hallucinations and they can be visual, but they can also be auditory. Oh. So, yeah, have you... Are you are you speaking from experience, Elizabeth? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately so. But uh, have you two ever had something like sleep paralysis? I don't think so, hey? I don't think so either. I don't think so. I've had, like, disturbed sleep, but that's just basically, like, I don't think it's more, like, I've never had, like, I've had, like, nightmares, but I think it's more, like, just normal day-to-day nightmares. Nothing of your essence. All right. Quite like it. (laughs) Okay, so then I can give you... I can give you the flip side, which is lucid dreaming, which is what my little story was about. So lucid dreaming is a real thing. It's kind of like the, it's what you should want instead of sleep paralysis. And in lucid dreaming, you can basically control your dreams. Uh, That's too much brain power for me. So I try to like stay (laughs) away from that. But you can also kind of like blur uh, reality with your dream state. So that's also kind of dangerous. But kind of like... Does it count like when you're about to dream and you're setting up the scenario in your head? No, that's like that's kind of like daydreaming, but okay, yeah, you're about to slip into it, Uh, so that's normal. But um, within lucid dreaming, it's more of like a practice where you're actively setting up your dream and controlling it, like within the dream Mm -hmm. state. Uh, So you know it's a dream, and you can you can control where you go. And then another higher thing like that is like astral projection where you can supposedly your soul or your consciousness can lift out of your body and then you can travel around. Oh, wow. That is so, I don't know. It's cool, actually. (laughs) It sounds so interesting. It is. And many people have had stories where they've visited like different parts of the world or even uh, different kind of realms, like the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. Um a realm that some would describe as like hell uh so that's another <laughs> thing but that's that's kind of like setting up our the stage for our um consciousness topics mm-hmm. um there are also like sleep demons <laughs> there are also like sleep demons but um I know, Nay, you it's wanted scary. to... It's scary that there's so many things that are happening. I know, but we oh, also don't yes. know, like, much about it because no one seems to care as much. Yay. Mm-hmm. And what Nay was telling me earlier was that sometimes she has premonition dreams where... You want to explain it, Nay? Okay, when, like, I dream about an event or something before it happens, mm-hmm. and it happens exactly like that. So, an example that I can give is when Mm -hmm. I was still in high school, 
There was a, a week we were doing unprepared speeches, right? And the night before was like my turn to do the unprepared speech. I actually mm-hmm. had a dream of the topic that I was going to choose. And, mm-hmm. you know, the teacher was in a certain, like certain um, clothing and certain colors mm-hmm. that she was wearing. So I didn't take it seriously. I was just like, okay, no, it's cool. But when it came to like um, me choosing the topic, when it was my turn to speak that day, the topic was exactly the same. Everything was like exactly the same. And like, I remember I took the topic out and I was just like, but I've seen this somewhere. And I was just like, what? So that's one of like an example that I can give. Another example that I can give is when it comes to maybe having a conversation with someone and you fall asleep before you reply or, mm-hmm. you know, the conversation hasn't ended or maybe like you send a text to someone, but they weren't online at that time you sent it and mm-hmm. you're not sure if they're going to reply. You kind of have a dream that they're going to reply or that they reply or you have a dream where you complete the conversation within your dream. And that conversation gets completed the same way when you wake up and you speak to the person. So I don't know what type of genes these are, but these are some, like genes that I have. And sometimes I have a dream, like I have dreams about someone, but when something good is gonna happen to them, I can like I can sense it through my dream. When something bad is gonna happen to them, I can sense it through the dream. This, like, how many times has this happened? Like, quite a lot, eh? Quite a lot. And a lot of my dreams, like, have signs as well. Mm-hmm. And every time I, like, tell my mother about it, she'd be like, oh, you're lying. And then, you know, something like that that I dreamt about. No, okay. <laughs> I highly suggest that you keep a dream journal. And it sounds like you're having a lot of premonition dreams. And so... The signs and symbols in those dreams might even predict, like, things that happen later on. Uh, like, even after you That's have crazy. that weird day. So you should really <laughs> try to record that because yeah, it's definitely yeah, helped I, me. That's it. I haven't seen, like, what you were saying. I haven't predicted things happening. But I've had, like, scenarios. This hasn't happened a lot. But it's, like... I would see something in my dream and then I'd see something similar to it like the following week or maybe like a month later and it's like weird because it's like because I've never seen this place before and then I'm like seeing it I'm like I haven't seen this before but I saw it in my dream because like I was telling those with this my last podcast like I see a lot of things like it's like I feel a lot of things and that's how the picture kind of gets presented like I just I see a lot of the image I see a lot of like the it's like landscapes is usually what I'm trying to. You're about to raise your hand. Okay. Oh, when I raise my hand like this, it tells you. Sorry. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, but um, but yeah, like I I see a lot of landscapes, but like I've never seen them before. But I see them in my dream, and then I'll see them later in my life. That's it's like kind of weird. It's like whoa, what? See, that's kind of like reminds me of deja vu because it's like, did you really live that or did you see it in a dream? And also, Sanjana, you should tell us how you um, have conversations with me, but like in your head. <laughs> I do this all the time. Whoa. I was talking to this with my friend and she's like, yeah, I don't understand. Like, she doesn't like think in her head, not to call her like stupid or anything. Like, she was like, 
just like she doesn't look everything that she says is like out loud you know like it doesn't go like in your head process like out it's like it's like no it's kind of like refreshing right because you're not overthinking things but yeah i talk to myself all the time and it's not even funny like it's getting a little dangerous at this point really like (laughs) i'm having full conversations with myself and i'm so easily entertained myself actually sorry for all the yeah but no i remember when you were and i have conversations with you all the time like in my head i have the conversation i'm like oh elizabeth definitely knows this because it feels like it feels like these conversations are so real and i'm like oh she knows this like that's what i'm talking about like sometimes i'll be dreaming and i'll have a situation like either your conversation or someone else and i genuinely think they're happening in real life and i get so confused between my dream and my real life because, like, it's so confusing. There's so many things I haven't, I didn't tell Elizabeth because I told her in my imaginary time. So. <laughs> I think I also do that sometimes where, like, I have conversations with people in my head and it just feels yeah. like I'm speaking to them, whereas, you know, I should actually be speaking to them, but, like, I have a lot of conversations <laughs> in my head and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be like, oh, but I spoke to the person, but then I realize that, no, man, it was in my head. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's so interesting because it's like is this some kind of like probability is it just (laughs) predictability from the people you know so Mm -hmm. you know what they're gonna say but then you get down to like the the colors of people you know or like the landscapes and those specificities Mm -hmm. so it's it's insane (laughs) there you go (laughs) another thing that i wanted to add was when I have when I haven't spoken to someone in a while, right, and I've been meaning to speak to them, it happens. I don't know if it happens much now, but it does still happen. I remember it used to happen quite a lot, where because they're always on my mind and I need to speak to them, but then I keep procrastinating from speaking to them. Because in general, I am like, I find it hard to speak to you because I'm an introvert in general, right? Mm-hmm. So it would be that thing of like, I need to speak to the person. But I keep on saying, I keep on saying that I'm going to speak to them. So now what happens is like in like wherever I am, whether it be a public setting or something, I see someone who looks like me. And it's like the universe is sending me a sign that, hey, you do need to speak to this person. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. That kind of reminds me of the term manifestation. <laughs> Because it's kind of like, yeah, because, and it's silly because like, I can't even use this word without laughing because it's become like such a trend. Yes. (laughs) It was like manifest, manifest. But like it happens quite a lot. Like, and it it happens with a lot of people where I say I'm going to speak to the person, but I just don't do it. And all of a sudden, the universe sends you a sign, like, that person looks exactly like the person that you need to speak to. So speak to them, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. So it really seems like we're, we're already like more than we think we are in terms of like connecting to the universe or connecting to Mm -hmm. where we are and even connections with other people. If we are able to have such strong, uh, you know, feelings in relation to others. So I think it's something we need to like start paying more attention to. Keep a mm-hmm. dream journal, Nay. Eh? <laughs> <Do it. laughs> yes, that's what I will do. Not <laughs> you don't even have to have it like 
like an actual journal. I literally have my notes app on my phone and that's where I plug in like all my dreams. <laughs> like, like they're essentially your podcast. We should like go through our dream I don't have a dream journal, but we should go through y'all's dream journal. <laughs> oh my god. I just wanna see what we're I just want to see what you guys are dreaming about, actually. Well, I usually tell you. Can I add something? You know when, like, you are aware of what's happening in your dream, but you can't control it? What's that? Like, you're aware of the events that are happening. Like, you Mm -hmm. feel like you're within the event, but you can't control your dream. Yeah, you usually can't control your dreams, but when you start to gain that awareness, then sometimes things will change. If you ever kind of like want to make sure that it's a dream, Sanjana, then you have to try and find like a clock because a lot of people in their dreams cannot read like numbers correctly on a clock. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I've also heard is, so be careful about this too, is that sometimes when people have a person in their dreamscape and they say, hey, I know this is a dream, like haha, then the person kind of gets aggressive with them. So, oh. yeah, they're like, cause you're, cause they're like, you're not supposed to know this is a dream. How do you know all this? I read. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kind of like you speaking from experience. <laughs> it's a mix of experience and just like rabbit holes of the internet. I was like, this is a bit too detailed, really. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I gave my answer. Okay, it's a mixture. But yes, like you get, you're like aware of the events that are happening, and you feel like the event is happening in real life, but it's a dream. Oh, those and, would be like uh, vivid dreams. Oh, yeah, because they feel real. Um, I think I feel like Sanjana. I feel like you dream vividly. Just because you feel a lot more than I feel like most people um, would. Yes. I last in our last dream podcast you can hear about my disgusting vivid dream. I can't I can't share it here because we're in public quarters. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was but yes, I do have very like I don't have a, I don't remember a lot of my dreams, but when I do they're very vivid. So they're very like oh like it feels like it happened in real life, which is also why I get super confused, like whether that actually happened or whether I dream about it. Like, honestly, it's like a debate almost like once a morning every week, like, did I dream about this or did this happen? And then like, it's like, I have to kind of relapse my memory trying to convince myself. Yay. Oh. <laughs> my goodness. Okay. And I think I also have quite a lot of vivid dreams. I don't know. I have a lot of premonition dreams, vivid dreams. It's rare when I have those dreams where, you know, it's normal. You're not aware of a dream. <laughs> like, it's very rare. <laughs> it's very rare. Yes. Well, I think that was very interesting to talk about because I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about sleep in general. So just learning about dreams is really interesting. I know we had a previous guest a while back during the summer, Justine, and she had dreams of like uh, people dying. So that was that was something for her. What a what a transition, Elizabeth! I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I know. Right? So any last superstitions do you guys believe in though? Like you know those things that if you step on a crack you'll break your mother's back. Oh yeah, those are like the superstitions, right? I wanna know where these are coming from. So where there's just like like common superstitions and like because that knocking on wood thing, I had no idea that's actually so cool. I know. I just thought it was like a thing, just like everyone did for good yeah. luck. I thought it was yeah, for good it's luck. It's interesting to find out where they're coming from, though. I know. <laughs> that was our ghost telling, ghost telling spooky Halloween. Oh. <laughs> thank you, Nay, for being here. Yes, thank really you. Had a Ooh, it's a pleasure. Time. Although I didn't have much to say, but I mean, it's always great listening to you guys. <laughs> you did, though. You shared your experiences. Yeah. And it I, I truly does not secret. feel like 47 minutes. Okay. It feels like 20. <laughs> no, exactly. I'll let you know a secret. Every single podcast, I have no idea. I have nothing to contribute. But I'm just there to listen to Elizabeth, and I'm happy to be there. And that's all that matters. <laughs> it's just on John and going through like the alphabet of points to make like A, C, D, B. <laughs> but I added what I could. I think it was great. Oh, so I think another reason, another reason why I just don't have so much to add is that. I mean, it's late for the side and I'm tired in general, so... That's right. Yeah. You need to get it's, some sleep. It's, what, what did you call it? 45 past 12 or whatever it is. <laughs> now it's eight minutes past midnight. <laughs> Oh, Which means twelve oh eight, Sanchana. That's how we do it in South Africa. <laughs> we never say seven forty five or eight. No, we say forty. We either say even seven forty five. We say much longer. Yeah, if we say past seven. No, no, no. We say quarter to eight. We say quarter to eight in seven forty five. That's really. <laughs> That's cool though, and yeah, you did you did bring in like a lot of good information, and Sanjana gave a lot of good reactions. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I tried thank it. you for I having me again. again. Yes, thank you for being here. Really I also would like to share this episode on my podcast. So when you're done editing, can you please? All right, and that's on slice of life. Slice of Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Nay the Podcast. If you'd like to constantly be kept in the loop about the podcast, you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Nay the Podcast or on Twitter at Podcast Nay. Like I always say to people, listen to the podcast, follow the podcast, and share the podcast. Till next time.